Welcome to the Wisdom Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And it's been quite a while since we've had a new episode here at the Wisdom Podcast. And so today I'm just going to unpack kind of two thoughts that have been um, most fresh on my mind the last, I think it's almost been two months, honestly. And part of the reason for not putting out weekly podcast is it's just been a really full season of life and trying to work in a podcast just didn't it felt like trying to make something happen versus really moving in the season that God had me in and rolling with the grace empowerment that that I had for the season and so I'm really asking the question what does the podcast look like going forward I believe there still will be one will it be weekly that's what I'm not sure of Maybe once a month, it may be every other week. We shall see. But um, but I wanted to take some time this morning just to unpack a few thoughts that have been kind of at the forefront the last the last couple of months. And uh, the first one is um, influence. And we've talked a lot about leadership, influence, leading from the bottom, things like that uh, on the podcast. But but recently, in the last couple of months, I've just seen personally influence increase in my own life. And the funny thing with it is I haven't tried to be an influence. And by that, I'm not saying that I've not cared or it doesn't matter. I'll just live for myself. That's not what I mean. My point is... I'm not I'm not crafting this intentional platform in order to quote unquote influence people. What's happening is I'm just becoming better and better by the grace of God at just being myself in the moment with the people that are in front of me. And sometimes that means I have a lot to say, sometimes that means I don't have a lot to say and I have questions to ask and I'm I want to listen. And it just depends on the, the moment. And I've just gotten away from overanalyzing things. Did I say too much? Did I say too little? What you know? What was the ideal interaction there? And I've really rested in John 14. I think it's 26, 27, 28, somewhere in there, where it's speaking of the Holy Spirit. It says, the Holy Spirit will remind you. And I've, I remember studying that phrase in the past, and it literally means we'll bring to your remembrance everything Jesus ever said, everything Jesus has said. And just think about that, guys. The Holy Spirit, one of the Holy Spirit's jobs, one of his joys in interacting with you is to remind you, to bring to your remembrance everything Jesus has said. So it's literally right there for you. The kingdom of heaven really is at hand. And you can trust that when you're in that conversation, what seems to be coming with ease as far as what to say next, how to respond, is God at work because of your union with Christ. Which is super encouraging because oftentimes what happens is people are like, well, I don't know what to say or not say or that I say too much or say too little. I think we've all been there a time or two in life. And the good news with this is 
we can get rid of those statements because it's about learning. It's about growing. It's about an actual relationship with God, not a memorized script or formula that you just whip out at, at a moment's notice. And so because of that, I, I mean, literally, I've had phone calls from people I've never met saying, hey, I'd like to get together. Or people that I've met once or twice setting up times to get together. Or me reaching out to people and their schedule's open and we we get together. And it's just been it's been fascinating to me to see this influence coming. And by influence, I just mean relationships with people who seem to want relationship. Um, but I'm not sitting here thinking, how do I put A, B, and C together so that D is my result? I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit by the grace of God. I'm trusting the Father. I'm trusting Jesus. I'm trusting the Godhead to orchestrate things on my behalf. And what's so interesting is, you know, you'll go through seasons where it feels like, while nothing is happening, quote unquote, um, from a kingdom perspective. And then there's this floodgate of relationships and new friendships and, and, you know, fill in the blank. And my big aha has been, wow, God's been at work the whole time. I didn't see it. I wasn't experiencing it. I didn't know. But oh my goodness, he has been working on my behalf. He has been setting me up. He's been teeing me up for relationships with new people that I haven't earned by the sweat of my own effort. And it's just been really refreshing, really, really encouraging. So that's one thought I wanted to unpack this morning um, in this new version of, of uh, Wisdom, this short and sweet, uh, instead of the 30-minute, 20-minute uh, long podcast. Um, and that is, guys, the best way to influence is uh, stop trying to influence and just be yourself. And what happens is the Holy Spirit can do more with you being you in the moment than you trying to be the person you think they want. I'm telling you, authenticity is so refreshing. It's so what people desire. And there's so much influence off of that that is God-initiated. Therefore, it is God-sustained. And that's the real deal is when God initiates your influence, he sustains it by his staying power. And it's not up to you staying ahead of the creative edge to be influential. Uh, and honestly, guys, influence is not fame. I think that's an important deal. I, You know, the way I look at influence is... Um, you know, if you're in a room of people, let's say you're in a room of 30 people and you're having small conversations here and there, Holy Spirit's giving you the right thing to say to the right person at the right time. And it's just little thoughts nudging each person's journey and you're being influenced right back by the people you're interacting with. And all of a sudden the whole room has shifted, but nobody knows it was you. That's influence. It's not fame. It's not credit. It's not, wow, you should be put on a pedestal. It's, wow, 
God is amazing, and I don't even know where the genesis of these thoughts came from. And to be honest, even if it comes out of your mouth, the truth is Holy Spirit gave it to you. It's why Paul said, what do you have that was not given to you? There really is no need for credit and and applause in the kingdom. Yes, I believe in honoring people. I believe in celebrating people. But I mean, for me, I do not want to live my life looking for the next round of applause or looking for the next pat on the back because at the end of the day, you cannot uh, control that and you don't want to. You, you don't want to manipulate people to get a need met that only Holy Spirit, God the Father and God the Son are, are were, were ever intentioned to meet. Thought number one, period, the end. Okay, thought number two. Something that's been, honestly, a real stretch for me probably in the last year or more is when you feel rejected or when you feel excluded, what do you do? And honestly, what's easy to do is to reject and exclude right back. And it doesn't even have to be verbal. It's typically just uh, a perspective or, or, or a, something you own as a mindset or or you take in a thought in your heart um, that says, well, I just I don't want to get disappointed, so I'll just create a boundary. We call it a boundary, but it's really a wall. I'll create this filter because that hurt, and I don't want to do that again. And, you know, the thing that God has been speaking to me over and over again is when you feel excluded or when you feel rejected, the grace of God allows you to accept and include. And it may not always look like like a tangible thing, like, well, I'm going to go hang out with so-and-so or I'm going to, you know, send an encouraging email or but it may be a place in your heart where you go, God, I'm feeling excluded right now. I'm feeling rejected. But, but who I am is someone who includes. Who I am is someone that accepts. Therefore, this emotion does not reveal my true identity. It reveals maybe a hurt place. It reveals maybe something that you're wanting to upgrade and change. And, and and where I'm pulling this from, guys, is First Corinthians 13 says that love keeps no record of wrongs. And any time, at least in my own journey, that I have discovered myself putting up boundaries, really walls, to prevent future hurt, God has been so gracious to come back around and say, actually, what if it looks like this? What if it actually looks like I'm expanding your heart's capacity to love and to actually keep no record of wrongs, to not even know you've been wronged? Guys, what if you're so satisfied in Jesus? What if you're so full of revelation of his fullness, his wholeness, his completeness in Christ, and you're now a participant in that fullness and wholeness and completeness, completeness that when someone hands you a, a 
box of rejection, you can open it without noticing what it is and actually return to them acceptance and include them. Include them in your heart. Include them in your blessing. Include them. Guys, that's the gospel. That's the kingdom. That's Jesus hanging on the cross, the ultimate rejection and responding with, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And you know, in the past, I might have tried to strive to forgive. But what's happening now is I'm trusting, I'm resting in his forgiveness, in his inclusiveness, in his acceptance of me. And that is producing in me a desire to accept, to include, to bless, to forgive others and not to reject, not to withhold. Guys, withholding love at the end of the day just hurts you. Yes, it hurts people, but at the end of the day, it also hurts you because you're not able to have the depth of relationship that your heart was designed for. And that's not saying that we just let people kick us around and we don't say anything and we don't get vulnerable and we don't get honest and we don't get feedback and we don't have confrontation. All of those things are absolutely a part of the kingdom of God. But I will say this, even if you practice all of those things and you still get rejected, it's still right to accept others, even your rejectors. It's still right to include those that exclude you. And it is not based on you. It is not based on what you can muster up. It is not based on your strength. It is based on Christ Jesus, who has already forgiven, loved, accepted mankind. Now, there's a lot of people that reject him anyways. There's a lot of people that don't receive it anyway. But that doesn't change the nature of who he is. And that's the biggest thing God's teaching me. I cannot control people's behaviors, nor do I want to. I can't control what they believe and don't believe, nor do I want to. But I can, by God's grace and by his spirit, operate in self-control and allow Holy Spirit to guide me into the truth that I, because of Jesus, accept people. I, because of Jesus, forgive people. I, because of Jesus, include people in my perspective of they're valuable. And and no one can take that away from me. No one can do something so bad that I can't forgive that I can't love, that I can't bless. That doesn't mean, again, that there's not place for boundaries, appropriate boundaries at times, but we just have to remember boundaries are to protect the relationship. So yes, I may say, no, I can't go there with you so that our relationship, which is vulnerable right now, can make it through and weather this circumstance. But when you're ready and when I'm ready, I want to to enter into that deeper place of relationship again. That's the purpose of a boundary. What a wall does is say, I won't communicate with you, but I will protect my heart from you because I don't trust you. A boundary would say, because I love you, I'm going to communicate with you that my trust feels very fragile right now because of this experience, and I need some time to process this with God and eventually process it with you. Can you give me that? That's what I need. A wall says, I won't talk to you, 
but I'll just protect my heart from you because I don't trust you. And that's what we want to move beyond is erecting walls. We want to develop boundaries. We just don't want to build walls because walls create isolation in the heart and you can be in a room full of people and be as lonely as ever. So that's thought number two, guys. So thought number one, influence is not trying to be influential. It is just being yourself in the moment with others and letting Holy Spirit be the great influence, be the leaven that is inside of you, that is stewarding and moving and 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 and, a, and awakening people to the reality of Jesus and his kingdom as you are in the moment with them and allowing the Holy Spirit to remind you of everything Jesus said. And number two, um, learning by the grace of God to accept and include others when you feel excluded and rejected. It is a powerful revelation of Jesus because this is the essence and nature of God, that when man most rejected God, God most accepted him through the death of his son. And when you really stop and think about it, that will set you free to love people and to accept people and to include people in your life that sometimes act like they want nothing to do with you. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes and iTunes will suggest this podcast to others. Thanks everyone and take care care.